today. It's going down right here. Welcome to Fantasy Sports Today. Mike Blewett along with Dave Martinez on this Tuesday morning. That was something last night. That was, I mean, the, he's worth the price of admission every week. Aaron Rodgers gives you what you're looking for. I very rarely throw around the term choke, but I felt like the Niners really just gagged that one away last night. Now, it wasn't a crazy big lead or anything that they squandered away. You know, it's 24 to 20 at halftime, so, and, and they got up a little bit more than that, but Green Bay just scores 10 points in the last few minutes. Aaron Rodgers is clearly not just hurt, but he's bordering on injured. So it's amazing for him to just be able to do what he's doing. And the fantasy goodness spilled out all over the place in the process. So Aaron Rodgers goes 25 of 46 for 425. That last drive was ridiculous. He tacked on another 70 or so yards of passing. He has the two scores, 100 uh, rating, and Devontae Adams, uh, the prime beneficiary of those targets. Uh, uh, Devontae Adams ends up with that second touchdown late in the game, 10 of 30, one, 10 for 132 on 16 targets and two touchdowns. So for those of you that are like, oh, which guy do I play? Do I play, you know, I can't play Cobb. I can't play Allison. Do I play Valdez Scantling? Man, I hope you have Devontae Adams. I, I just hope you have that guy because he was awesome last night. And there were times when the Niners were really in Rodgers' kitchen, and they were doing a good job of limiting the Green Bay offense, but it just all fell apart. It really did. I couldn't believe that they weren't – I mean, I shouldn't say I can't believe it because I can't believe it. It was Aaron Rodgers. But A-Rod uh, – really delivered in a big way last night 25 again 20 for the 425 and the two touchdowns he ends up one of the top quarterback uh values of the entire week and they go into a bye you heard him talk about it late in the game uh, late after the game they're looking to get some rest he probably needs it as much as any player in the entire league needs a bye week Aaron Rodgers needs a bye week right now uh, and they'll be on that bye Obviously, a big story last night was Mason Crosby redeeming himself after his worst day as a pro last week. You could tell that they were emotional. Mason Crosby was emotional. I thought Aaron Rodgers looked emotional. So for those people saying that kickers don't matter, and I'm in leagues where we don't have kickers attached to it, but um, still a cool moment for him, I thought. And uh, there were were times during the game where that crowd looked legitimately panicked and I was right with him because guess who I picked in my survivor pool? The Green Bay Packers. And uh, the Pack pulled it off. So C.J. Beathard, on the flip side of things, was playing well there for a good portion of the game. He ends up 16 of 23, 245, and two touchdowns. I saw a showdown lineup last night that had Beathard in it. Obviously, those showdown lineups typically contain both quarterbacks, but Beathard chipped in with some good points, two touchdowns. He throws the pick late. I've seen some people debating online as to whether or not that pick even mattered. Would they have just punted anyway uh, with it being fourth down there? It would have been fourth and ten, I believe. So uh, he throws the pick late. They took a shot deep, but uh, it really was what happened after that that determined it with Rodgers getting free 
And the Niners, Jason Witten commented saying that the Niners should sag off on coverage a little bit or play a little bit of a softer zone. And Rodgers completely took advantage of a little bit of that. The guys were sagging off the receivers too much. They got a couple of quick passes really in those last 20 seconds to move them even closer to make that uh, game-winning field goal a chip shot. So uh, the Niners ran the ball well, 5.8 yards per carry. Raheem Mostert, 12 for 87. Matt Breida, 14 for 61. He has a score, so Breida owners rewarded people. Even C.J. Beathard went 3 for 21. And Aaron Rodgers had a had a run down late too, and he could he can't he could barely walk, let alone run. And he had a key run uh, there late. Uh, Marquise Goodwin, the star on offense for the Niners overall from a fantasy standpoint, four for one twenty six and two touchdowns. Everybody else uh, kind of uh, pedestrian numbers. Pierre Garcon, Kyle Ustrick, even George Kittle, four for thirty last night. A little disappointing for me, but uh, it, it didn't decide any contest. So. Marquez Valtez Scantling, three for 103. Jimmy Graham, five for 104. Hit a big 54 yard pass. Scantling had the big 60 yard pass. And outside of that, nobody was really valuable. Ty Montgomery uh, had six touches on the night. Aaron Jones had eight touches for 41 yards. Jamal Williams had th- six carries for 29 yards. Outside of the Aaron Rodgers numbers, I'm going to try to do some quick math here. So they ended up having 18 carries on the night for 41, 29, uh, 70, 82. So 18 for 82 that was their running backs last night. A little bit of a commitment to the run, but nothing to write home about there. Not terrible numbers, but nothing to write home about. Ty Montgomery does have the rushing touchdown, but uh, it becoming even tougher to figure out exactly who is going to be uh, – the valuable guy there. So, so uh, as we uh, keep going through it, uh, I want to take a look at what happened on uh, over the course of the day on Sunday. So we we saw a lot of valuable performances. The last night, I'm trying to think of anybody here got in the top ten. Nobody. We all know about the action on Sunday night. We got Tyreek Hill, who's the top scorer of the week. He actually beat out Saquon Barkley in what was a huge matchup uh, on Thursday, or a huge performance on Thursday night. Tariq Hill with the 7 for 142, three touchdowns. You know, let me, I'm going to go position by position and give you the ones for the week because I always think that's a good way to highlight exactly who um, performed well this week. So Jameis Winston was the top QB. Uh, Daily Roto projections said Jameis Winston all week, and Daily Roto nailed it. Uh, I'm looking on ESPN scoring, so obviously some of you may differ slightly on how you score, but top projections all week had Jameis Winston in front, and Jameis Winston has the top performance of the week, 395 and four scores. Dak Prescott came in second. He obviously had the three total touchdowns, passed from 183, ran for 82. Aaron Rodgers comes in last night. He's the third quarterback, 425 and two scores. He added 34 rushing yards, always a nice little bump. Matt Ryan, 354 and three scores. Uh, Mitch Trubisky, 316 and three scores. He added 47 on the ground. Pat Mahomes, 352 and four. He had the two picks. Brock Osweiler, 380 and three. You didn't expect me to say that going into this past week. He has the two picks as well. Carson Wentz had 278 and three. Cam Newton, 275 and two. He added 43 rushing yards, which helps. Andrew Luck, 301-4. and four. He had the three picks. 
which muted his numbers a little bit. I was at that game on Sunday. Colts-Jets ended up being a far more exciting game than was anticipated. The 42-34 to score, I, there's points all around. Points that probably weren't expected. I think people hammered the under in that game, and it wasn't even close. Uh, I had a miserable time getting back and forth to that game, which I've uh, detailed on air on Sunday with Chris Pavona and, and Joe Galina on the Fantasy Football Live show. Uh, New Jersey Transit just failing in every single possible way to get people back and forth to that stadium. It's an embarrassment. If the Jets and the Giants don't have the clout to change the the um, lack of reliability of New Jersey Transit, I don't know if it's ever going to happen. I can only assume it's never going to happen. But uh, it took me 90 minutes to get from uh, Penn to uh, Giants sta- uh, MetLife Stadium, which is... What is that, eight miles, would you say? Eight miles from Penn to six miles from here to um, from here to MetLife. And it took me 90 minutes to get there. I was an hour late for the game. They said they were running trains every 10 minutes, and when you get to the station, they're like, yeah, no, sorry. It'll be here when it gets here. So uh, that was my experience going back and forth to the game. Uh, I keep going through it. We have... Uh, Let's see, 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10. Tom Brady was the 11th QB, 340, and a score. He obviously ran for the touchdown. It was a four-yard rushing touchdown. It was like the longest uh, in maybe of his career or in years for sure, for certain. Roethlisberger, 32 of 46 for 369 and a score. That's your top 12 QBs. Russell Wilson was right behind there with the three touchdowns. Case Keenum, 322 as well. Top running backs. Already talked about Saquon Barkley. It was going to be hard to beat him the other day. He went for 229 total yards and a score. Todd Gurley comes in second. 30 touches for Todd Gurley. 208 on the ground, 17 in the air. Melvin Gordon, mine and Dane Martinez's own Melvin Gordon. He had 20 touches for 132 and three scores. Kareem Hunt, we saw him just go crazy the other night. 15 touches for 185 and a score. Very efficient. James Conner, 23 touches. That went 111 on the ground, 18 in the air. Tariq Cohen came in, came up big for a lot of people. I played him in one, sat him in the other, so uh, mixed results for me. But he had the 12 touches for 121 and a score. Latavius Murray finally came through for those people that were picking him up in Dalvin Cook's absence. 25 touches for 158. Sony Michelle, 24 touches, none through the air. 106 and two scores. Peyton Barber came through. I, he's, he's the ultimate sell-high candidate, I think, for a lot of people. 17 touches for 106. He has a touch. He's a receiving touchdown. A lot of people, I think, are going to be looking to unload Peyton Barber. The only thing I would say is just strategically, we talked about this last week to give everybody a heads up of what was coming. It starts off, the bye weeks really started off last week with only two teams with very high-profile players between the Lions and the Saints being on bye. Now is when it's going to get real because you're losing four teams this week, four teams next week, and then six the week after that. So ditching guys now as you head into the bye weeks might be a little bit premature. I would map out what your players are going to look like over the next three weeks, weeks seven, eight, and nine. I can tell you I know I'm getting crushed in a couple leagues on buys. 
and it's going to be a lot for me to scramble. I have to start wrangling for it now before it gets too bad next week and the week after. Packers, Raiders, Steelers, Seahawks all on by, so no Rodgers, Carr, Roethlisberger, Wilson. Those are starters in just about every league. Uh, at the running back position, you're losing a few valuable guys. Uh, receivers is where you're really getting hurt there with Devontae Adams, Antonio Brown, Juju Smith-Schuster, and more. So keep that in mind. In week eight, the teams that are on by are the Falcons, Cowboys, Chargers, and Titans. So between the Falcons and the Chargers at a minimum, you're losing a lot of uh, aerial firepower and certainly on the ground between those running backs, plus Zeke Elliott with the Cowboys and the Titans, which I have the Titans over eight. I still feel okay about it, but, man, they're playing an ugly brand of football right now, which is surprising because that has been their problem the last couple of years, and they haven't fixed it. Week nine is uh, when the six teams are on by. It could be worse, but it's just a lot of volume. Cardinals, Bengals, Colts, Jaguars, Giants, Eagles. So keep that all in mind over the next three weeks. You've got 14 teams between this week and those next three weeks. Half the league is on by, and you have to be mindful of the guys that you're putting on the trading block or picking up and see if they can help you a couple of weeks down the line. So uh, that's it on the buys. Uh, as we keep going through on the running backs, uh, uh, the Peyton Barber thing took me down a little bit of a wormhole. But uh, Peyton Barber... Uh, was in the top, uh, was an RB1. Zeke Elliott ended up 24 for 106. He had 11 uh, through the year, so 117 total. And then Joe Mixon, 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11. Joe Mixon was the 11th running back. He goes for 84 yards on 15 touches and a score. Mixon was really seen as a chalk value, a big-time value in DFS. And I would say he delivered. Look, if the guy's an RB1, he delivered. Was he the best quarterback like Daily Roto told you Jameis Winston was going to be? No. But they also didn't say that. They were saying Todd Gurley was the top value. It was just going to be very expensive to buy him. So a lot of my lineups had Zeke Elliott and Joe Mixon, and that worked out for me. Alex Collins finishes as the number 12 RB on the week. He's a guy that I I didn't even really think of playing this past week. 19 for 54 and two touchdowns. Ultimately, he's somebody that I have stuck on to, stuck stuck with. I haven't been playing him, but it is a week-to-week scenario with him. You just have to figure out exactly who it is that is on by that week or who he matches up against and who some of the other flex options match up, match up against. So uh, that's the story. So before I get back to the wide receivers, I wanted to let you know that BetDSI is celebrating 20 years as the industry's biggest and safest betting site. They have great customer service and fast, easy payment of winnings. You can play virtually every sport at BetDSI with hundreds of wagering options, including live in-game wagering on all major sporting events where you can make your play at any time during the game. BetDSI is now offering up to a $1,000 bonus on your first deposit if you use promo code FNTSY. That's BetDSI.com, promo code FNTSY. Head on over to BetDSI and start winning today. So uh, keep going through it. On the scoring leaders for the week. And then we'll do some injury recaps in the next break. But wide receiver ones on the week. Finishes up with Tyreek Hill. Clearly he has the monster game. 7 for 142 and 3 touchdowns on the 12 targets. Devontae Adams comes up big last night, especially late. 
Catches the touchdown late, 10 for 132, two touchdowns on 16 targets. I believe he led the league in targets this week. He did. Only Adam Thielen was yeah, – Adam Thielen had a 15, and Devontae Adams came in top wide receiver in targets this past week. Albert Wilson, who I believe won somebody a million dollars the other day, a Brock Osweiler-Albert Wilson lineup, won a million on one of the sites. Six for 155 and two touchdowns on nine targets, Albert Wilson. I think he's a guy you can pick up as we enter bye weeks here. Uh, That's probably the best week of his year and maybe the best week of his entire career. So six for 155 and two. Cole Beasley, nine for 101 and two touchdowns. He's a guy over the last couple of years that I always wanted to have at the end of my bench, and he just hasn't proven it on a week-to-week basis. So he, he breaks out for a big game there. From the NFL to the NBA, DailyRoto.com is the place to win millions in daily fantasy. You can get the best DFS NFL coverage all season long for a price of $129.99 or dominate the entire daily fantasy sports realm with the Elite Package at $59.99 per month. If you use the promo code FNTSY, you get 10% off your DailyRoto Package. Go to DailyRoto.com, pick your NFL or Elite Package, enter promo code FNTSY, and you You'll be on your way to becoming the next Daily Roto Millionaire. We're back on FST. Yeah, a little Charlie Daniels band. Uh, Getting fired up on uh, Tuesday. So before we get to waivers, which Dana and I are going to talk about, DailyRoto.com is trying to make fantasy great again. Told you how the site has produced seven separate FanDuel and DraftKings million-dollar tournament winners and millions more in smaller prizes for countless subscribers. I can tell you I was in the Daily Roto Slack chat, which you can do as a premium subscriber. I was in there this morning, and I saw guys posting screenshots of them winning tournaments. One guy, $4,000. Another guy, a couple grand. So uh, they're helping everybody. And that was a showdown slate last night. He had uh, Devontae Adams as his captain, or whatever it's called, the MVP on FanDuel. They had uh, that, and then he had both quarterbacks, obviously. Yeah, Devontae Adams was in the MVP. He had both quarterbacks. He had both kickers, which was interesting, and then Marquise Goodwin. So using both kickers ended up being pretty clutch because Robbie Gold had a whole bunch of kicks, as did Mason Crosby. So uh, good for that guy. He won, I think it was 4100 bucks. So uh, anyway, this past Sunday, last Sunday, obviously, I'm reading the wrong thing. I'm reading the wrong thing. My bad. I'm going to read it right now. I'm going to read okay. the right one because we need to talk about the DailyRoto.com. I mean, Collins dominates every single week. He does. Matter. He does. Well, everything I said is true, but let me do the updated read. Right. The DailyRoto.com NBA lineup optimizer is now available. So, obviously, NBA season is getting started this week, so that means you can use the same tools and projections that DailyRoto.com NFL premium subscribers are using to win each week for NBA DFS contests. You've heard a lot about the NFL DFS Optimizer here on uh, the Fantasy Sports Radio Network and how its subscribers are winning tournament prizes on FD and DK in the thousands, hundreds of thousands, and the $7 million winners they produce. So you can double your pleasure and your cash on NBA DFS as well. If you're playing daily fantasy sports and you aren't using the Daily Roto tools, projections, and optimizers, you're doing it wrong and you're at a competitive disadvantage. So go to dailyroto.com. Click on Go Premium and enter the promo code FNTSY for a special discount. Start winning today. That's DailyRoto.com. Click on Go Premium. Enter the promo code FNTSY for a special discount and start winning today. DailyRoto.com, the site where millionaires are made, literally. So 
Uh, all right, Dane. Uh, one piece of news that you did remind me of is that Mike Smith got fired in yeah, Tampa. Uh, their defense was been brutal. It's why I picked them under six. You still you feel good about me picking them under six and a half right now? I do. I do not see many wins left on their schedule, and they're God. clearly a team in turmoil. I just in my wish they lost one of those eight. first two. I'd feel like I was already home. Yeah, Fitzmagic maybe burned you. He did. Fitzmagic might have burned you. Son of a but gun. But they're giving up a 34.6 you know, points a game. I went to Boston College, NFL. and people from Harvard never liked us. So I, I have a feeling that's what <laughs> has something to do with that. Um, yeah, I'm sure Ryan Fitzpatrick and Cameron Brait, I do believe, and probably Uzcheck. were holding that grudge. And Kyle Yuschek. Yeah, but he's not, he's not on the Bucks though. But he's not on the Bucks. I'm though, just Mike. saying, he's going to find a way. He'll find a way. Uh, I'm, trying to get to, I'm trying to get to the uh, They do the go Bucks into numbers. Tampa late season, San Francisco. So there we go. So and maybe they, the Kyle Yuschek will fumble on the goal line and it's a minute drill. Do they have to you? get together the night before the game and do Harvard stuff, like solve equations and stuff? Probably. So, uh, Probably. And they all have to try on Deshaun Jackson's jumpsuit. <laughs> yeah, that's right. So here are the Bucks' defensive numbers so far this year. Where do you think they rank uh, in points allowed this season? Last. That's right. Where do you think they rank in yardage <laughs> given up? 31st. That's right. Now you're reading this. Is it really? Yeah. <laughs> I'm not. I'm not. First I downs. Just, I just didn't want to say last. Go first, back to the well with last. That's first downs, they are 30th. Uh, passing yards, oh. dead last. Touchdowns allowed, dead last. They've allowed. They already had a bye. Yeah. So keep this in mind. So it's only yeah. five games. 1,778 passing yards and 16 touchdowns. They've only picked off one pass. They're allowing 8.6 yards net. Yards per attempt. That's brutal. And you can look at some of their it rushing I mean, defensive the numbers, Dane, and be like, ah, that's not so bad. It's because the teams only throw. It's the passing game. Yeah. And to be honest, remember, Blewett, for all of last week and weeks, you know, the last couple of weeks, we didn't get a chance to talk yesterday, but we were hugely high on the Tampa Bay passing game and Jameis Winston. Yeah. And you loving Cameron Brait, who, by the way, got that touchdown right off the bat to help us. Yes. But um, the reason because of that is because of how horrible this Tampa Bay pass defense is. You know, we believe Tampa's going to be in shootouts because of this defense. I agree. And they give up. Uh, thir- they're in bottom three in points per drive against and yards per drive against. So uh, it continues to be uh, rough sledding there. Mark Duffner comes in as the new defensive coordinator. Uh, Dirk Cutter and Mike Smith apparently are friends, and he didn't really want to do this, mm. but we've seen this kind of stuff happen before. It's a rough business. It was probably fire Mike Smith or get fired yourself. Well, that's what I was about to add. It's a perfect segue I was yeah. going to add. When this stuff starts to happen, it's all going to unravel. Mm-hmm. It's all going to unravel. Yep. Mark Duffner's not going to fix the defense. They might play a little bit better. But now this team knows that this guy will fire anybody. I'm, I'm, I'm looking mm-hmm. out for number one now. And teams like that fall apart. So that's what I think could happen yep. to the Bucks. I'm not saying they're going to go winless. But I'm saying it's going to get ugly. James, I mean, cheers in that. They still lost. 395. Absolutely. And multiple scores. Four and by, touchdowns. Daily Roto, <laughs> Daily Roto crushed it. They said he's the top play in DFS all day long, all week long, and they were right. They nailed it. So uh, yeah. Jameis had a huge day, and they nailed it on a few other guys too, but uh, I digress. So let's get to the waivers. 
Uh, you probably have the numbers in front of you on certain guys that we can look to to pick up this week. So uh, some lower-owned guys that we think could be options this week as we head into a week with some significant buys. Steelers, Falcons, Seahawks, and Raiders are all on by. Yeah, they absolutely are. Uh, you know, Scott and I were talking uh, I said about Falcons. some of these. I'm sorry. At- I meant the Packers. I said Falcons. I meant the Packers. Packers, Raiders, yes. Steelers, Seahawks. Yeah. Yep, so we were talking about it um, last hour, you know, looking at kind of the most heavily added guys and some percentage ownership in Yahoo leagues. I want to start at the running back, Blewett, and get your take because I'm sure you went over the game, but one of the things that I thought was most interesting is Raheem Mostart and no Alfred Morris, you know? So the question is really, is that a kind of one-week thing or is Mostart, who is one of the most heavily added running backs right now and not owned anywhere, you can definitely get him. Would you take a play on Mostart or would you take a play on some of these other guys? Let me reel off for you real quick. Blew it. Marlon Mack is 27% owned. Peyton Barber, 33% owned. A guy like our guy, Lat Murray, with no Dalvin Cook. And, you know, what do you think about that long term? He's 49% owned. You know, these are the guys we're thinking about. Nick Chubb out there as well at around 30% ownership. I'd wonder, you know, we saw Mostart. Would you, would you take Mostart over guys like Lat Murray, Marlon, Mack, I don't think I Peyton would. Barber? Nick Chubb. I, I don't think I would. I thought they were pre- he was pretty efficient last night, but I don't have a lot of faith in that Packers D in general. Of the names that you rattled off, I think Latavius Murray, as long as Cook is out, is the most interesting to me. I think what we saw the other day is a little bit more indicative of the type of performances you'll get. Now, it's extreme. I don't think he's going to see the ball 25 times a game and rush for 155, right. but I think he's the guy I'd want the most because even if you don't think Lat Murray can get it done – on an annual basis, he's the guy of that group that I trust the most to do it for, say, three weeks, right? Um, he had some disappointing yep. performances early, but I, I would trust that he could do better. Uh, the Marlon Mack thing is interesting to me. I actually kept him in one league, uh, Dane, and then cut him. Yeah. So it was a bad keep. Wow. It was a bad keep. I kept him in, like, the 10th round just because my right. thought process was like, all right, He's not going to be healthy to he start the season. Back. But, yeah, he could be a lead back down the road. And it just got to the point where I needed a spot. And he wasn't playing at all. So how productive can he be? But I have to say that was encouraging. It was a, it was a sort of a weird game with the Jets and Colts. It was far more high scoring than anybody anticipated. But um, he looked pretty good. And as little faith as you might have in a They Colts also put Hines game, in the doghouse, though, after yeah. that red zone drop. Yeah. Well, that's the way it goes. You're a rookie and you drop a ball in the red zone. You get to sit for a while. Right, but I say, does that, I don't know that that carries over until next week is what I mean. I think so they would Max like it to, I think they would like it to be that yeah. Mac sees most of the carries and Hines catches most right. of the passes. That makes the most sense It's like to the me. Sony Michelle-James White split, right? Yeah. Yeah, it's weird that Michelle didn't catch any passes. But – it is what it, it was, is. But I'm just saying in terms of definitive roles, you want Marlon Mack between the tackles early down and Naheem Hines is kind of more solidified in a PPR pass catching role. Yeah. So I, I do I do sort of think I think Mack is interesting to me. You mentioned Peyton Barber. Not a lot of faith there, but I've detailed it several times on this show alone this morning. We got a lot of teams on buys. You're gonna have to yeah. pick guys up. If I were anybody playing right now and I have to do this this week. I need to map out the next three weeks and see how badly I'm getting yes. crushed, especially weeks eight and right. nine. I, I got problems. 
This week I got problems. Week 9 has six teams on by. Week 11, I believe, has six teams on by. I would go out ahead and see, like, you know, for example, on one of my teams, uh, Blewett, I own DeAndre Hopkins and Stephon Diggs are two of my wide receivers. They both are on by week 10, right? So I'm looking right now who is the projected wide receiver to score the most points in week 10. Like who's, and you know what I did? I looked to see who is facing the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, Mike, and you know who it is? It's the Washington football team. So guys like Jameson Crowder, Paul Richardson may be getting dropped right now, right? But could be back and healthy and in a prime matchup week 10 against Tampa. That's the kind of like projecting ahead you have to do because you could probably get a Jamison Crowder or a Paul Richardson right now. Yeah, let's rip through uh, some of the other positions as well. Um, sure. Anybody else out there? Go. Oh, you, you mentioned a couple of wide receivers. Tight ends, we're going to start losing guys. I don't know who else is really yeah. out there. That's kind of a wasteland of a position. I think you've got to go week to week, really stream it these next few weeks, see if you have a guy that can maybe so – tight end yeah listen you got hooper at 60 percent owned you got our guy vance mcdonald at 50 percent oj howard is still out there in about half of leagues in cincy cj uzuma um and of course our guy cameron Brait. those are the five that i identified that and scotty i'll just tell you real quick scotty said he would go vance mcdonald one uzuma two oj howard three hooper four and cameron Brait five of those i would move hooper up you just have to keep in mind Vance McDonald uh, is on by now. On by. And then Hooper is going to be on by really soon. So um, I, I, I like Vance McDonald long term. I like the number of targets that he's seeing. I'm not suggesting he's going to be dominant, but I do like him as being a regular part of the offense. Um, you like his stiff arm too, right? Yeah, of course. Who doesn't? Plus, he says he likes to punish people. So who's better than him? Scott okay. Fishbowl update. I'm out of first place. Uh-oh. Yeah. Sixth. Yeah, what are you in, like third? Sixth. Yeah, out of out of nine hundred. Yeah, that'll work. Yeah. So I had no Kamara this week. So Kamara has been like pacing right. those, those big point totals. So I had no Kamara. So I had uh, no Kamara and GST still got a W. Yeah, and we so, continue to roll, blue it. We, we got to figure this out. We do. How much we're gonna dominate these guys by? Yeah. So uh, truncated show with Dane and I today, but we'll be back on Thursday to catch up, and we'll get you set. We're like ships crossing in the night. That's right. All right. Uh, thanks for everybody. Got Carton and Friends next. We'll talk to you on Thursday. Dana will be back tomorrow with Scott Engel for Roto Experts and for FST. Keep it locked.